Welcome to the Deb and Kev podcast. One is a Harvard Business School alum. The other is her son, discussing business, pop culture, family, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, Deb and Kev. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to the Deb and Kev podcast. Over there, she's a boomer by age, but a millennial at heart because she doesn't respond to text messages anymore. It's my mom, Deb. I'm Deb. And that makes me the parent sending text messages like, dead or alive. I'm her son, Kev, (laughs) and this is our podcast. On today's show, we thought we had a clean sheet for fire this summer, and we did, but then it got us during the fall. And there's some other odd and end topics that I want to be able to talk about. But first. The intro is a little longer than I remember. (laughs) Should have queued it up a little later. Here it comes. They say it's your birthday, Deb, because it is your birthday, and it's not my birthday. Mom, happy birthday. Thank you. Took a while to get there on that You know, I like like it to be dramatic. (laughs) I like a real slow burn. It was really good, Kev. Thank you so much. We're going to get DMCA'd because of that now. Are we? Oh, I don't know. I don't know that enough people listen to this okay. to really ultimately right. care about that. Okay. It is a Beatles song, but so we might you. get sued into oblivion. But thank you for but thank you for the birthday song. Deb, you're 45 years old. Oh my god, you're the best. How does it feel? Halfway well, through the 40s. Just halfway through the 40s, mm-hmm. partway through my life and still the best years in front of That's me. That's right. So many of them. So <laughs> many, many, many like 50. Yeah. Like 50, right? Okay, so let's 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 recalibrate all of this stuff okay. because I'm sure there are a lot of people at home thinking, wait, what happened? So when dad passed away August 29th, he was about yeah. a week shy of turning 69 years old. It's true. Nice. So he passed away. We made it through that birthday fairly easily, yeah. mostly because we put you on a plane and sent you away. Yeah, yeah. So that was good. Uh, well, you're just like in full distraction mode. If I distract her, she'll be fine. Yeah, but yeah. like- Literally sending her <laughs> off into the wild, which turned out well because you felt really good afterwards. I did. What's crazy is the month of September for me was filled with dad's birthday on the 7th. Yeah. Your birthday on the 14th. Yeah. Then your anniversary on the 15th. That was stupid. It makes sense 11 months out of the year. Yeah. And then that 12th month. You didn't even remotely think about your poor child or really each other. No, listen, I will tell you, I think I've shared this before. So dad has this dad's like weird little like age ego or, you know, good looking ego or something will crop up every once in a while yeah. in life in the least expected places. So we get engaged and I have always thought September is my favorite month. I mean, I was born in September. But also, like, especially here in northern Nevada, it is glorious. Yeah, it's really I nice. mean, if you want to visit Nevada, September, first part of October is the perfect time. So I say, many, many years ago, let's get married on. And I think it would have been, it was Labor Day weekend. Okay. Dad was actually born on Labor Day. I mean, the year, the year that he was born. born. And it would have been something like 
we would have actually gotten married that year on September, September 8th. Got it. So that means dad would have had his birthday. Right, the day before. And he would have been one week older than you. But technically one year older than me. True. Okay. He could not have it. Oh, pride. It, oh my God. Shocker. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So then he said, nope, we got to go forward a week so that we've both had our birthdays. Yeah. So that we're both the exact same age. I think daddy... There was there's a big story about him finding out how old I was, you know, in the very beginning. Mm. And wait, dad, I don't think I know that story. Oh, like we were at a business meeting. Okay. You, okay, so dad dad was my boss. Yeah. We're at a business meeting. And dad is going on about how young he is and that all the people that work for him are older than him. Love it. And I don't know him very well at yeah. that point. I've just kind of met him. And I'm looking at him. And I'm now you thinking, gotta imagine there's this guy with <laughs> Thick jet black hair and a big Burt Reynolds mustache yeah, talking yeah. about how young he is. How young he is. And I look at him and I think, I am not older than this guy. <laughs> right? And so there is this moment at lunch with clients where like the whole client thing stops. I was going to say, this is where Deb fully removes herself from the professional landscape <laughs> and says, nope, this is where I'm going to dig in my heels and prove this guy wrong. And I go, so... Everybody that works for you is older than you? And he goes, yeah. And I go, how old are you? And he told me how old he was at that time. And I go, when's your birthday? And he goes, September, because I'm the same age, the age he said I was. So, And then I go, when's your birthday? And he goes, in September. And I go, when? And he goes, the 7th. And I went, mm, I'm the 14th. I guess you have somebody that's younger than you working for you, you know? And um, and I'm, that, in a nutshell, <laughs> is the dynamic of my parents. Of the marriage. So anyways, I wanted to get married in September. Yeah. So I just said, okay, the 15th, Yeah. you know, which was a weekend also. And uh, ever since then, I have regretted it. And he actually... I feel like has the last word because now you are officially older than him forever, forever, forever. Yeah. No, no, no. Literally you and I talked about his passing yeah. on his birthday. I would have had a year yeah. of like cushion, right? Yep. I mean, then continuing to live hopefully, but nope, nope. Dad can be petty and dad can be spiteful <laughs> and even out the door, he can be both of those things. And maybe Absolutely. he was, maybe it wasn't, us being the worst caretakers in the world yeah. that let him leave this yeah. planet. It was him being like, if I pass away right now, I got her. For a gazillion years, he was holding on to that remark yeah. from the restaurant yeah. when I had to point out in yeah. front of everybody that I, in fact, was a week younger. Did you get a raise that year? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if I did. No, that's so funny. So, so you know, it's funny because uh, when you were mentioning to a bunch of people, you're like, we've already made it through big holidays. And in my head, I'm like, what is she talking about? Because I think everybody knows a after a certain age, birthdays are... Right. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's just a reason to hopefully cobble yeah. some friends together. I f figure right now, nobody cares. Like when I get much older, people will care again. I think once you hit 80, people, it's like, oh, will whoa, they care again? 80. Oh, oh, okay. Because now they're just surprised you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> I have a few years looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. So so then it's your birthday and the birth that birthday is kind of singular to you. But right. then there's an anniversary, right? So right. one of the things that I actually really appreciate dad for is he passed away in a in a time frame of the year where we are 
forced to deal with these very meaningful holidays. We are knocking out holidays. Right. Like, I mean, within, well, within two and a half weeks, yeah. we will have knocked out three significant holidays. Like if he would have passed away in March, we wouldn't have, I mean, mm-hmm. there wouldn't, there is nothing to really kind of batten down the hatches for and get mentally prepared for and have your emotional baggage in order for. But at the end of August, heading into the fall and the winter months, which is personal and yeah. un- universal holiday season, we're just like in it. We we're are going it. head first into it. So we obviously made it through his birthday because I lit a candle and Deb was on a plane. Yep. Then it's your birthday. Yep. And then it's your anniversary. Yep. Now, obviously, we've had conversations on this podcast about anniversaries, and, and they're not as elaborate, extraordinary as they were probably, you know, in the first right. five years of marriage. Right. So dad's not here this year, right. obviously. Not that dad would have been in great shape to participate in the anniversary anyways, but what is that? What does that feel like to you? Because that is that is a date that is now forever burned in your head, right? It's September fifteenth. That is your wedding anniversary. That is the date you and Dad got married. What does that look like moving forward? What small tradition can we continue in some form or fashion that doesn't actually um, rely on me doing anything? <laughs> <laughs> Which is what Kevin really prefers. Yeah. How can I instill some tradition in <laughs> yeah, you that you yeah, want to carry exactly. forward? You know, I'm trying to think, um, I am every day surprised at Mm -hmm. what bothers me and what doesn't. And if you would have asked me ahead of time, the list that I would have written down where I've said, oh, that's going to be really hard, hasn't been at all. And then these crazy, weird little things, you know, pop up. So, you know, I always felt like, I don't know, like our anniversary got the short end of the stick because dad got a good birthday because it was first. And then I got a... Okay, birthday. Yeah. And then by the time the anniversary came, nobody cared. Your right? anniversary is like having your birthday after Christmas. Exactly. Exactly. So what we had started doing a number of years ago was saying, okay, no more birthday, birthday, anniversary. Let's just go on a trip and it'll be at all of it. Right. Yeah. Which really was fabulous. And I mean, because I'll tell you, honestly, if I'm in Paris or I'm in Montenegro or I'm in some other Lake Como, I don't care that it's my birthday. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's your birthday. Oh, that's right. But I'm here and I'm more excited to be here. And that seemed like a great way to just kind of celebrate all that stuff and not celebrate it at all. Yep. So there's a piece of me that says, you know, I mean, obviously sick dad is different, but if healthy dad, do you know what I mean, were with me, we probably would have continued to do some things like that because it was so easy to do. Right. And we enjoyed it so much. So... Can I get a little mm, sad about that, that that is not going to happen again that way? That can kind of pull on the strings of my heart for For sure, sure. you know? Um, And so I'm not going to talk too much about it right now because I feel like I could go boohoo real quick. But I do want to say this. I would say after your return trip from going back East, you have been in a more clear-eyed headspace. Mm -hmm. Is Mm -hmm. that fair? Like That is fair. You... I mean, listen, emotions are emotions and they will come up whenever they want to come up, but you feel a little lighter. Do I feel lighter? Yeah. I mean, that might be temporary. <laughs> I don't know how well, many Xanax you take a day. No, I, I, I actually, uh, last night I took a half to sleep. So, um, I mean, I don't take anything other than to sleep. Sure. I mean, that's the only... Um, that's I'd what be, every meth head says. That's, well, here's the thing, and I really believe this, and Kevin, you know this, I mean... When you had your first broken heart, 
when you're moved away from the house and you're homesick, I mean, I am all about like, baby, you got to feel those feelings, get out, make friends, do what you need to do. But, you know, rejecting those feelings is never, ever going to work. Yeah, hiding from them is never the best thing. So as much as I would love to be popping Xanax morning, noon, and night and feel nothing. Amen, sister. um, (laughs) That's just not, that's not at at all what's going to happen. I guess, I so I think the trip was really, really just a little healthy dose of, I don't know, dose dose of the future. Let's say it was, that's what it was. Because it got me out of the house. I was in this weird bubble here. I'm rarely ever in a bubble like that, but I was, and yep. I didn't like it. It got me out. It got me around other people. It really vividly showed me, oh my gosh, the world really does continue on. Sure does. I can't sit. You mean, this isn't going to work this way. Um, and I think the other thing is, I, I, I mentioned this little thing on the airplane, but I really did have a couple of epiphanies where I just really felt like I'm, I'm just dead serious. Like I felt like the heavens opened. I felt like, you know, the hand of God kind of came down a little bit and was like, everything's going to be fine. And he's fine. And they kind of, like I said to somebody, I felt like gear was in my pocket, which felt good to me. I just felt like he was kind of by me, if that makes sense. And um, I had this lovely, really, I just have to say this lovely vision of a really bright future Mm -hmm. and good things happening and, you know, a normal life continuing, you know, which just felt good. And that feeling has stayed with me. And I think, um, I think each time you have something like that, it pushes you, it catapults you forward. I think there, there, those moments then depending on your mood and depending on your situation where you take three steps back, right. And then you open your heart to those kind of moments again so that, you know, you can catapult because really if it's an aerial view, we want the person having, you know, forward momentum, I I guess. For sure. Knowing that there are steps backwards, of course. Um, But what I don't want to do is out of some misguided thing like wallow in, I'm just going to say unnecessary grief. Because there's enough just normal healthy grief. Totally. I don't want to wallow in unnecessary grief. And so so here's kind of the places I won't let myself go. Like the other day I thought about and and these are just innocent things. They pop in your mind. I thought about you getting married and nice. I thought, oh, like, oh, so oh, that'll be great. But then of course dad's not there, right? Do you right. know what I mean? And so then of course I don't go at all to the like, where does that leave me? It doesn't feel like that will be sad. I mean, for me, meaning like I can't go to a wedding alone. I certainly can do all that. But it is that moment like you go where the sad part is, is like, you know, I mean, you want there to be some recognition of him. And then once you go down that rabbit hole, that's the stuff where I look at it. And it's not sad to me. It's sweet to me. Because I'll just walk down the aisle with a life side life-size cutout of dad. Yeah, and sweet to me will make me cry. Yeah, But if you walk out with the cutout, that'll make me laugh. Mm -hmm. That's better than making me cry, right? So I just think that, listen, I just, and I think I mentioned this, we have a friend who just had a child and um, she has two other children. The other children, of course, have met the great-grandmother 
who, who I think passed away at 96, before the third child was born. Got it. And, you know, she even made the remark, like, I would have loved to have just had a photo of, you know, my great-grandmother with all three of my children, right? Something like that. I mean, that is, like, I get that. I get wanting that. But you know what? It's always something. And it's and, and sometimes it's, like, super sad if your mother, if your if your dad doesn't know your wife, that's sad. Yeah. It's super sad if your mother or father doesn't meet any of your children, right? I mean, that's super sad. But I'm telling you, there's always something. Oh, there's always something. Well, I mean, like we had a friend whose father passed away when he was in his early 70s, and he got to see all of his kids get married. He got to meet all of the grandchildren that existed yeah. at that point yeah. and spend time with him. But when he passed, there was still sadness. But that's all relative. I mean, right, you, right. what you can't say is, I I hope, I wish they would have done seen this. I wish they would have met this person because now you're just expecting them to live for forever. Well, exactly. And that's exactly not how it works. Or you're saying, I just wanted to see her graduate college, whatever it was, right? Yep. There is always something like that. So my recommendation is that you don't spend too much time with that um, because I do think that that just sends you down future rabbit holes that are very, very, very difficult. So I will say this. Deb is doing extremely well, regardless of all of these immediate holidays that could be emotionally triggering. But then we get a nice break. Then we get to enjoy the rest of September, all of October, which October I think should be everybody's favorite month because living in northern Nevada, Mm -hmm. it's when it can still be cool, like 40 degrees in the morning, yep. 75 in the afternoon, then drops to 50 before you go to bed. That's the sweet spot. And then we'll recharge our batteries for the holiday seasons. But speaking of Northern Nevada weather. Oh, it's been perfection. We said when we thought the forest fire season was actually going to start. I think I said maybe a little later like late July, early August, I think you said like, oh, Kevin, I think it's so dry. I think it's like going to hit us really early in July. And we didn't have any single fires all summer long. I mean, there were fires further north in California, up towards Oregon, had no effect on us whatsoever. And then all of a sudden, last week, I think we had a brief storm cell push through. There was like two or three lightning strikes one lightning strike actually hit a very remote rural part of a mountain range in El Dorado County, which is about 100 miles south of here on the California border. The amount of smoke mm. last week mm-hmm. and really this week mm-hmm. was nuts because it's, it was further south. So there was moments where you could see the smoke pluming south, but it was going east. So it wasn't affecting us at all. But then when the wind stopped, it just kept creeping up further and further and further to where we had gone out to uh, dinner with a friend. And when we walked outside, it looked like fog. It, well, and it looked like fog every once in a while with smoke. The smoke is weird here. Sometimes the smoke is here, but you don't smell it like smoke. Right. And then other times the smoke is here. And we literally said, we are going to smell it like we've been around a campfire. I thought- Just walking to our cars. The first day, because it wasn't really thick, I thought one of the neighbors was putting was having a bonfire somewhere. It was yeah. so strong, but there was no smoke to actually be seen. And then last weekend, it was just everywhere. It was disgusting. And the worst part, the worst part is, 
we're finally hitting these cooler temperatures. I know. Like we could keep the house windows open. It could be like 60 degrees in the I morning. Know. We could sit outside and have coffee or have breakfast. And it's like, no, you won't. Not yet. Because you said you didn't want it during the summer. You didn't mention anything about fall. I'm telling you, we we jinxed it somehow. I, I will, which we were laughing about, which you, you would not give into. We had like this, because of the smoke, blood red moon. Yeah. I mean, and I mean blood oh, yeah. red moon. If it was on Halloween, we would have all thought the devil himself was coming. It is so beautiful. The sunsets are so extraordinary, but they only come with smoke. Yeah. I mean, that that's how it is. It is um, like right now, if we were on camera, I'm just sitting here wrinkling my nose, wrinkling my nose, because there's just so much, I mean, particles in the air. The other day I felt sick. I had cracked my window because when we went to bed, it wasn't smoky at all. Right. I cracked my window. I woke up and I had a headache and I do not get headaches. I'm not a headache human being. That does not exist. Knock on wood. Thankfully, I don't get headaches. Had this headache all day. Felt not nauseous is not the right word, but off, right? Yeah. You just yeah. kind of a little lightheaded, maybe a little fuzzy. And I'm thinking to myself, like, Kevin, are you dying? And then I thought, no, you're just being surrounded by death. So that's why you think you're dying. Did you eat something? No, because I ate something everybody else ate and everybody else is far more sensitive to like if it would have been gluten right, than I right, am. Right. And then I realized, no, you slept with your window open and the smoke encroached. It was just some like creepy, wispy mm, cartoon thing that came in yeah. and went into your nostrils. Yeah. It took me all morning to shake that because I felt when you're off just a little bit, it's almost worse than being off by a lot. Right, because you can't figure it out. Yep. Well, I know, here's the thing that I know. I can go most of the year and I, you know, I check weather all the time for places that I'm traveling to to see you know, if I need to bring a coat or whatever. So I feel like I check the weather app a lot. Yeah, same. I'll tell you what I don't check is the air quality on the weather app. Anywhere else besides this place. And if you open it up right now, it is just a fiery inferno. And the numbers are so high. It's like living things should not be here right now. It's 10 times. the, The air quality is 10 times worse than it normally is. Yeah. We love the AQI. We found AQI last year. Everybody yeah. in Northern Nevada yeah. is now proficient in AQI and AQI related meteorology. And normally it's like in this kind of greenish yellow. And, and they, people would say, well, why is your AQI at 30 during when it's normal? Well, because it's dusty here. It's a yeah. desert. Yeah. So they count that part, those particles in the air as bad. Right. And if you were like somewhere like Boston where it's humid all the time, the AQI is probably down in the teens because the humidity tamps all that stuff down. But we're like not, we are not secondhand smoking with an AQI of 30. No. Oh, no. An AQI no. of 300, somebody might as well be lighting some palm malls and blowing them in our face. Well, it was funny because our friend Allie who moved here holds me personally responsible for any weather event. And it was kind of a tumultuous spring. So every day I'm getting a note like, Deb, what the hell with the weather, right? So last night, um, and then the first time we had a little smoke early in the summer, and Allie wouldn't let her husband go running. Smart. And I looked at the AQI, but the AQI was like, I don't know, 60. Oh, And I said, he can run. I mean, and she goes, what is an AQI? Explained it all to her. So last night I just wrote a note. I said, I'm sorry. And she writes back and she goes, 
I mean, I hope this is for the smoke. I hope it's not for something else because I'm telling you. And then the tirade started, right? It's it's really not great. It's really, it's a bummer. It's a bummer that it overlapped with what should otherwise be a really nice part of the year. Well, plus, I mean, and nobody knows this, but we have balloon races here every year, which are this weekend. And normally- Oh, last weekend. You go to the Dawn Patrol and you- it's dark and they're going up and you hear the whoosh and then the sun rises and you get the beautiful sunrise with the gorgeous blue skies. And it's a little chill in the air because it's five o'clock in the morning. Not this year. So here's my only beef with uh, the balloon races. So like Deb said, it's, it's at this park called Rancho San Rafael and it's this big, beautiful park with these huge fields and there's playgrounds and there's little gazebos and there's barbecues. And then they have some like art installations for kids and all this great stuff. But the field is big enough, for, obviously, for like 50 to 100 hot air balloons to yeah. lay down and prop up. But then you also have all the people who come and see it. And I believe the hot air balloon races are free, technically, right? Like, I don't think you don't have think to pay for I don't think we've ever paid to go in there. But you can pay for like more VIP services, premium parking, if you want to be a part of like a tent where they're serving coffee and food. Like, you can pay for all of that and stuff. I, I think there might be like food trucks down there now. Oh, maybe. for sure. Yeah. The problem, so here's the problem if you're not, if you're just showing up. Yeah. If you're just showing up, the line at three o'clock in the morning can be horrible. Oh, terrible. Which makes me feel nauseous. Like having to wait in line to see the hot air balloon races, which are free, but for like an hour. But also, too, I mean, if you understand like where you park and then where they are. Yeah. Are not it's not close. No, you have to hoof it. <laughs> You've got to hoof it with like chairs and blankets and food and whatever you're bringing at three o'clock in the morning. Three o'clock in the morning. So I tried to because my girlfriend's here and granted she lived here, but I tried to like find some. I mean, I guess they're technically VIP passes, just so I could, if I woke up, not right. feel stressed about having to be like one of the first cars in there. Sold out every yeah. single oh. day. Sold out. But so here's my question. I have not attended a balloon race in a very long time. Me me either. When you and I and dad would have gone, I would have been, you know, like 10, 11, 12 years old. Can you stay in like the bed of a truck or do you actually have to get out of a vehicle? Because I think the life hack to that would be pulling in a truck, backing it into where the bed is facing the balloon grounds, Mm -hmm. having some lounge chairs in there with blankets and your own coffee and your own food. So now you're not having to go anywhere. So, and you can just watch it. But is that allowed? Well, is it allowed today is the question. So, what was allowed when you were little? Like I don't know if you remember, but like the road around the park, mm-hmm. like people would park their RVs like the night before and just sleep in them. Yeah. People would, you know, pull trucks up and then bring other cars and just drop off and stuff. So, what was allowed way back when when it really was just the balloons? I mean, like, you couldn't buy a cup of coffee for the life of you. You had to bring everything, right. you know, with you. They just assumed the accountability fell to the spectators. Exactly. And so I think that would have been, like, that would have been the days where, yes, you could have backed the truck up and the truck could have had, you know, lounge chairs and blankets and a big basket of food. And it would have been great. Yeah. And you could have sat right there and watched everything. I mean, it is fun, I think. I think the first year we took you, I think I have pictures of you in a denim jacket. Heck yeah. Like about four years old. Do you know what I mean? At the balloon races. And, um, 
but you know, you wanted to run down in the field with the balloons. I mean, that was always the thing. I mean, because that is one of the cool things is the Dawn Patrol where they light up. It's only like five balloons, right? And they're able to do this choreo choreographic synchronous lighting the balloon to the music that's playing. And it's fun. It's like genuine old timey fashion Americana fun. And then as the, the sunrise starts to happen, you, you venture, you're a little more awake. That caffeine is finally kicked in. You have a belly full of some type of breakfast food. You can walk amongst the balloons, which is a blast, right? I don't know if you can take balloon rides the day of, but you can like get as close to these balloons right. as possible. And so now you're intermixing with these huge, I mean, like how old do you think hot air balloons are? Like hundreds of years old? Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, like if you're around a balloon when it takes off, you feel the heat yeah, cool. of the balloon. It's very, very cool. And then to see that the baskets are like, I mean, some baskets can hold a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, some baskets, just a few. I mean, it's just, it. I don't know, because I think it's, because it is, I'm going to say, so old-fashioned and been around for so long, and it's so cool. But I just found out this year, um, and somebody had said they just, they go like, who knew? So now the balloons each have their own cards, like baseball cards. Oh, like and trading so, cards? Yeah. Cool. So the deal is to trade, you know, Smokey the Bear mm-hmm. for the Battleborn flag one. Yeah. Do you know I mean like... I feel like they also had pins back in the day. Like, oh, they, maybe they did. Have, yeah, you could have gotten hot air balloon yeah. pins if you were a real ride or die fan of. But what I'm worried about now, or not worried about, but what I would say, I would say that nobody lets you park on that road anymore. No, like the night before, it would be a traffic hazard. Yeah, I'm thinking that there is very controlled parking, and that you, you and your stuff have to hoof it, and then you get into a place. And I don't even know if you can bring, I mean, like how much you can bring, but, um, I mean, it could be, I don't, I hope. What do you you think is worse showing up, having just woken out of your slumber to go park and jockey for position on the balloon grounds or being a volunteer parking person, volunteer parking person for sure. I would hate that job. Like, listen, the only way who volunteers for that, you're getting people at their worst to me, our friends who had an RV, and they would go, and I think they would park it a couple days ahead of time, yeah. right? They'd go park it up there. Really stake their claim. And really stake their claim. And I mean, they've that the RV's loaded with food and coffee and whatever. You get to just wake up when you want, saunter down the field with your coffee, go back up, have a little breakfast, sit outside, need it. I mean, like that was the way to do it. Yeah. But that seemed like way back then that that was like the Ritz. I agree. Um, but I, I, it's still, listen, nothing... To me, though, was more pleasant than driving you to school and seeing hot air balloons because they they go for the week. Yep. And as you're taking your kid to school, you see hot air balloons like right above your house. Yeah, checkering the sky. Yep. Checkering the sky. We've seen them come down in our neighborhood. It's it's beautiful. Well, I tell this story because I just think it's so hilarious, but it's it's a core memory of mine being in high school. So I went to a Catholic high school, Bishop Minot Catholic high school. And it was the old school, which was a converted women's correctional facility. That's a fact. (laughs) We were, what would you say? Three miles west of the park. Max. 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 So when the, when the balloons would, so like Monday through Thursday, they're actually Mm. doing competitions. There Mm -hmm. is prize money to be won. And then of course, anytime a balloon goes up, it's kind of marketing for the balloon festival itself. 
well, there is a Jesus balloon. There is a huge yeah. head of Jesus. Yeah. And it's a funny Jesus. Yeah. And it's like a yeah. goofy Jesus, but yeah. like, Hey, it's a cool Jesus balloon, right? Yeah. That Jesus balloon would rise up just like Jesus himself and come due West and every single year land on the football field. I love that. I, I don't think anything ever happened after that. Like yeah. none of us went out and like prayed or had a mass around the Jesus balloon. <laughs> Yelled, hey, Jesus. Right. But it would it, it was just like this really cool thing that happened every single year. And it probably happened like on the Tuesday or Wednesday before everything was open to the public. But I really enjoyed that. That is a locked in. You're in your, your sweater. I feel like I was in religion class too when it happened. And you, they kind of like, they don't even like pause the day, but they... Keep but it they would there. let they would let you look out and yeah. see, yeah. Like in between classes, you can go out there. I'm pretty sure, like if it was a nice day and you were in PE, you would go run the track and you could go run around the balloon. Like it was just a really sentimental moment. So here's the thing um, about balloons: if you haven't been around them, if they are at a low enough altitude, you hear them. Oh, I mean, they're loud. They're loud, right? And so also too, the balloons do have a mind of their own. Except if there's a big wind, then that you, they're really hard to steer. Well, then then they they belong to the wind. They belong to the wind. So what I suspect is whoever owned the Jesus balloon mm-hmm. went to Minogue and said, "Nice football field. Yeah. What about you and I? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so that ended up just being a thing. Oh, sure. Right. I mean, like because there's a lot of places up there that you couldn't land. No. Right. Um. But I I love it. I love it that Jesus landed on Minogue's field and you kind of had that moment. It's just, it is, if you've never been to a place where hot air, I know Albuquerque has a huge one. If you've never been to a place, it is, put it on your bucket list. It's a cool thing. Especially in the settings with mountains. Like having a mountain range behind a sea of balloons with a blue sky, even though it hasn't been a blue sky for like the last week. It is, it's all the good things about America. It is. It's all the good things about America. It's really good. So despite the smoke, despite the horribly hot temperatures prior to the smoke, everybody in this area is like forcing fall to happen. Like we are putting out our pumpkins. We're putting out the mats to, you know, like we have a mat with a dog in the back of a truck with pumpkins. Like we're ready. We are hungry for fall. Hungry. But that also means it's pumpkin spice season, Deb. Yes. And last year we talked about the pumpkin spice, every single product, and it is no different now. Every single company, I feel like no matter the industry, has yeah. a pumpkin spiced flavored thing, scented, yeah. themed yeah. thing. Let's talk about some of the normal ones that make sense. Then we'll talk about some of the weirder ones. Yeah. Okay. So, And I just want to say this. I love pumpkin. I love spice. Yeah. But people, pumpkin spice does not go with everything. Yeah. I agree. And it's going to get weirder. Jello pumpkin spice instant pudding and pie filling. Okay, I think I could go with that. So is so do you think that's more of like a pumpkin pie, but if it's jello? Well, here's the thing. Or no, is it's it not pudding? jello, it's pudding. But like pudding If it were jello, I couldn't do it. Pudding I could. But is I'm it because tell you the this. spice feels too savory and you want the pudding or the jello to be sweet? Well, yeah, and just like pumpkin and spice are not jello. Yeah. They're just not jello. Am I going to use that pudding? Probably not. Correct. Truth be told. Yes. But could I get behind it if it were served to me? Would I? Maybe. Not in a pie, but like in a little cup of pudding. Okay. Okay. I, I, that makes sense to me. Okay. Right? And a lot of, 
for food, I mean, for the majority of food, if it leans breakfast, if it leans baked good, yeah. if it leans coffee, I think all of us, for the most part, are totally fine We're with it. We're good. I mean, here's the thing that I think about that pumpkin pie, where the, you know, it can be a pie or a pudding. Yeah. Uh, pumpkin pie is not hard to make, people. No. Make the pumpkin pie. Make the real thing that we really love. I mean, a pumpkin cheesecake is not hard to make. Just make the real thing. Make pudding, pudding. And then put a little whipped cream on top with a little sprinkle of cinnamon or nutmeg or something. Where we start getting weird. Okay. Is when even certain flavors of food are pumpkin spice. And we're like, I don't think so. Like yerba mate latte pumpkin spice in a can. No. No. First of all, in a can is a problem for me. Okay. I agree. There is, when I I think of pumpkin spice something, Mm -hmm. I think of... Hot air balloon races. I think of like a thermos wrapped up. I don't want to crack a can to pumpkin spice. I don't want to crack a can. And here's the thing. I also have things in my brain that should be in glass bottles. And then other things can be in cans. Cans serve a good purpose. But something like that, if I'm going to drink, it should be in a glass bottle. I agree with you. Because something like pumpkin spice tortilla chips feels weird too. I don't think I want those. But you know like, what? Like, what would you even dip those in? Okay. You, well, you can't. I don't think Pumpkin there is Pumpkin salsa? A dip. But here's the thing. Do you know we had, um, and we really liked them, those, was the brand Siete? Yeah. The, the chips with the kind of churro-y chip, mm-hmm. but it was a tortilla chip. Yes. Now, if that had a little sprinkle of pumpkin spice, that might be okay. But there's oh, no dipping. Sweet. There's no dip. It was already sweet. Because... It yeah, but here's, here's where my brain goes. It and, had sugar and cinnamon on it. And this is just me conditioning myself, right? A tortilla chip that has cinnamon and sugar on it yeah. is what? It's a churro. It's a churro. A tortilla chip that has cinnamon and sugar and pumpkin on it is an assault to my taste buds. <laughs> yeah, I, prob- I would probably try one but not eat a bag. How about a limited batch of Lando Lake's pumpkin spice butter spread? No. But think about it on like well, coffee oh, cake. No, no, no. Like if you had a hot muffin... Right. Okay. Now there, I can get it. Yeah. If you can, if you can have like banana bread, zucchini bread, something that can take a little bit of butter in that pumpkin. Like initially, like this is disgusting. Why would I ever want that? It depends on what you're putting it on. The vessel. Yeah. For the butter. The vessel for the butter. Okay, I've got that. As a side note, can Mm -hmm. I say something? Of course. Because I do think it's Land O'Lakes. Yep. Land O'Lakes every year, starting about I don't know three years ago. Three years ago, out here, I'll say started making a molded butter turkey. Oh, that's cool. We had one. Does Do you it remember? taste like a turkey? No, it's just, oh, it's just butter. butter. Oh. But it's in the perfect shape of a beautiful turkey with all the feathers up. Mm-hmm. I bought one for the Thanksgiving table. Oh, my God. People went nuts? It was fabulous. If they're in your area, get one because they're fun. The, uh, the Lando Lakes turkey, butter turkey, not turkey butter, butter it's, turkey. It's regular butter. Yeah. But it's in the shape of a turkey. What about pumpkin spice dipped almonds? Maybe. So it's it's like a yogurt coating. So think of like oh, that no, yogurt no, coating no, on pretzels. I don't pretzels. want it. Then. No, mm-mm. I, I'm funny about the yogurt coatings. Why? I don't know. Is it like chalky in your mouth? Well, because really, I just like chocolate. Well, of course. And I want everything to be chocolate. What? So everything else is a disappointment. I mean, if you could sneeze chocolate. Yeah, I would. You would happily take that. <laughs> uh, there's. This is where it kind of starts to go uh, off the rails. 
this makes sense, but it still feels weird. Like Burt's Bees pumpkin spice lip balm. I don't know that I need that level of pumpkin spice in my life. I don't think I need that level, though. I think if I did it, I would go, oh, and it wouldn't offend me. Again, if I have, if I'm drinking a pumpkin spice latte, I don't know that I need an additional thing on my lips. Just like if I'm drinking a pumpkin spice latte, I can smell that. I don't know that I need a Glade spray pumpkin spice things up no. wall outlet. Everything doesn't need to be pumpkin spice. What if you could just literally put on your lip balm and then put on your native all natural pumpkin spice latte deodorant? Is that a thing? Yeah. Okay, Kevin, I, I feel like I have something here to share with you that you don't know. Okay. I've never had a pumpkin spice latte. Well, you mean like from Starbucks? I mean from anywhere. No, we made one last year. Remember I tried to make the all-natural one? Yeah, that it wasn't good. Well, you still had one. Just... I had a taste. You... I, no, I There's don't There's no way them. you haven't. Nope. I don't, I don't drink them. I don't drink eggnog lattes either. But you've had an eggnog latte. I've tasted one. I've never drank a whole one. I've tasted one to say, I don't think that's for me. Don't hate it, but don't like it. That can't be real. I swear. Well, now we're going to do that. And we'll do it live on the air. Oh. You have to. I mean, you have to. You're a white woman. You have no choice. <laughs> this is your birthright. I also, if the audience will remember, have never had a Big Mac. You got to figure out a way for that. With the whole gluten thing, we got to figure out a way for that. Here's probably the weirdest one. Okay. But this goes back to food. Pumpkin spice Nissen cup of noodles. Oh, no. Yeah. Chinese food, we've just crossed over. No. That must just be noodles only. Oh, is there soy? Oh, the no. The one quote is, I don't want these noodles to taste any closer to a pumpkin spice latte. That said, I don't want the noodles to taste the way they currently do. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's that little ad hot water thing, isn't it? Vanessa noodles. That's so bad. Yeah, right? it's no, no, no. so bad that you almost have to try it. Like it's so bad, it's so disgusting that you almost have to say, "Okay, um, I think I have to give this a go," even so, though it's disgusting. Here's the thing: when we're talking about foreign foods, mm -hmm. okay, uh, Mexican. Give me some pumpkin spice flan. I'll be fine yeah. all day long, okay? Yeah. Uh, French. I mean, well, there's so many pastries, but give me some pum pumpkin spice creme brulee. Yeah. That'll be lovely. Beautiful. I'll love it. Tasty. Okay? But do not put pumpkin spice on my taco. Yeah, that'd be weird. No, don't. don't it, that, that's wrong. Here's what's going to be terrifying, and I think you might have just hit this. Somebody like Taco Bell is going to eventually say, hey, we already do weird Frankenstein food to begin with. Which they do. Let's just let's do it. a seasonal pumpkin spice taco. It's going to be something like this. It's going to be the crunchy taco, you mm -hmm. know, the 99 cent crunchy taco. Then they're going to take that puffy, which isn't even right. It's because it's fat and puffy, yep. that tortilla, mm -hmm. which they're going to like deep fry around the taco. Of course. Okay. Then there's going to be something that goes on the outside of that that will have been encrusted in pumpkin spice. Yep. And that's going to be it. It's going to be disgusting. It's going to be disgusting. Uh, would, you, would you ever get pumpkin spice pan spray? I don't even no. understand the need for that. I don't. I, mean, I literally so it's don't in understand. Your oil? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's in the I mean, spray. So now, no matter what you cook, yep, it's going to have a hint of people. Listen, 
to the pumpkin spice gods, mm-hmm. people do not like you it's as much as you far. think they do. What about uh, pumpkin spice cream cheese? So the pumpkin spice cream cheese, I could actually get a, my head around that mm-hmm. because you could make some cool dips. Yeah. Yeah. What if I told you goldfish and Dunkin' Donuts got together to make pumpkin spice flavored goldfish? Mm. That's such a savory thing. Yeah. I mean, did they have to put sugar on it? I don't know, but I, yeah. I feel like that's goldfish are delicious. Gold- Stay in the cheese realm. What does what does what does pumpkin spice have to do with cheese? We know that there's probably. I mean, goldfish might say different, but we know that there's probably not real cheese in goldfish. Okay, I would think so. Okay, but when we take that first little bite of a couple goldfish, mm-hmm. it tastes like salt and cheese. Pumpkin spice doesn't belong there. I have a great one for you right here. I don't actually know where you're going to come down on this. Okay. What if it was a organic kombucha pumpkin spice? Because you will drink anything kombucha. I will drink just about anything kombucha. Yeah, to check it out. But will you drink pumpkin spice kombucha? I might try it. I would probably give it a, I mean, I'd probably give it a sip for sure. I feel like it could be good. Might be good. Because if it's sweeter. Here's the thing. I mean, you know these people that are like addicted to crazy stuff? The people that start buying the pumpkin spice creamer like back in, yeah. you know, July Of which there are many of them. Oh my gosh, they're everywhere, okay? Like, I don't want to be addicted like that to this. So I think there's also a piece of me that goes, no thanks, yeah. you know? Um, but I don't know, the kombucha, I mean, if it were really, if it were a good brand of kombucha and I felt like it were legitimate, mm-hmm. I would give it a try. So that's just the list of, I mean... I will say this, most everything, pumpkin spice, is yeah. food. But even though food can get weird. So, and at the point that we have like pumpkin spice flavored lip balms and body washes, like go get help. You don't need it. You, you don't, don't need, need it. that. It's and you not don't need necessary. to smell like a pumpkin. You don't need to smell like fall. Fall smells like fall. Yeah. You know, and here's the thing. Guess what? There, you can just put a couple candles in your house and that's good enough. Yeah. You know, for all of that. It's true. Now, Kev, big hmm. question. Okay. So let's say we're going to Starbucks. Yeah. Are you going to order a pumpkin spice latte? I don't. So here's you the thing. Because you don't usually order big flavory things no, either. No, I, I stay away from the seasonal stuff because usually the seasonal stuff is 100 grams of sugar. Right, It's right. disgusting. And I think the pumpkin spice flavoring comes from a syrup. And that syrup, which we try to get sugar-free, is clearly locked, chocked, and loaded with sugar. Right. I also think... That some someplace like Starbucks is very, very heavy handed yeah. with their sugar because as you know, and as most people know, their coffee isn't fantastic. Now, some people might say, no, Starbucks coffee is great. You just don't know real coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So they try to mask the flavor of coffee. So it's pumpkin spice with a hint of coffee mm-hmm. as opposed to coffee with a hint of pumpkin spice. And I'm yeah. pretty sure I've told this on the podcast. The best pumpkin spice flavored latte I ever had was in Buffalo, Buffalo New York, because it was this... They made their own pumpkin puree in home. Oh, is that when we went yeah. together? Yeah. From, a, from actual pumpkins and spices. Yeah. And so they were able to make it into this really condensed, beautiful form. And so when you drank it, it tasted natural. It tasted good. And you knew it didn't have a S load of sugar pumping through it. My recollection is it almost came through like somebody added, I'm going to know this is going to sound weird, but kind of like buttery to your mm-hmm. drink. It was silky. Right? Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was really silky. nice. Yeah. And it was a little thicker because it's a puree. It's not yeah. a liquid. Yeah. But it was, it was, and by thicker, I mean just like it kind of coated your tongue right. more than right. a normal drink would. It was 
fantastic, which is why I tried to make that puree last year. The problem was, however they made it, they really condensed it down super duper yeah, fine. Maybe and they I cooked get it that. down or something. I mean, I tried to do that too with the puree and all the spices. I just couldn't get it. So Kevin, here's a quick question. Yes, Deborah. Your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Does she like pumpkin spice? She does, but she's not like over the top with it. She will have a hint of it here and there, meaning like she has the Chobani uh, oat milk creamer. Mm-hmm. So she puts like a splash of that in her latte. And then for a little more fall vibe, she'll add a dusting of cinnamon to the oh, top of her latte. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So it's very weighed and measured. It's not over the top. And if she gets like a Starbucks, like we got the other day, it's like in an eight ounce cup. It's yeah. nothing, nothing yeah. crazy. But you lead me to this other great point, okay. which is we still have a house guest, a yeah. house guest, which you and I are totally fine yeah. for however long well, she decides to stay. Except it, I do want to say it's taken a turn. It's taken a turn because now we're fighting over her. Because here's the problem. Deb has a desperate need to be everybody's favorite. And Wait a minute. Aria, where are you right now? Are you listening? And she is trying to monopolize my girlfriend's time. Again, as a reset, my girlfriend, girlfriend on, on a 10 minutes whim notice flew all the way from Florida out here to ideally help with dad to which I think we would have thought by this time we would still somewhat be in it with right. dad. We did. We thought and that he passed away within six hours of her being here. Well, we made a plane ticket for her, uh, for this coming week, but we have in, extended it. And now the conversation is how long can we keep extending her plane ticket yeah. before we actually have to take her wants and desires into account? Yeah. Well, because we don't right now. We don't take him into account? Doesn't seem like it. Well, I don't know. I feel like this is what I suggested last night. Mm-hmm. I suggested that she and I have a private conversation. Sure. Then I suggested that she have a private conversation with you. Yep. And then I suggested she make her own decision. Yes. After we both, it's kind of like we're in arbitration, mm-hmm. right? You get to have private time with her. Yep. State your case. Mm-hmm. I get to have private time with her. State my case. She should actually not take any of that into consideration. Correct. And then she should make her own decision. Right. Because this might have been lost in the mix. We are grown-ass adults who can take care of ourselves. We do not need a third person in here to maintain any type of order. But it's great having her here because she is. she dove in headfirst. I mean, she is currently making banana bread for us. Yeah. I would have her stay as long as she wants. I mean, through the end of the year, yeah, you would have her do the exact same well, through the end the, of the year. The, because here's the other thing that's happened in there in her being here, you have formed this "let's gang on Kevin" thing, <laughs> and it's cute and it's fun. But Deb's like, finally, an ally. I have an yeah. ally in the war yeah. against Kevin, and I'm just like holding on because my girlfriend's here. <laughs> so, let me say this: we are not totally disrupting her life. No, she is in a situation where until the end of the year. She can easily be here. Yeah. It is not a big, I'm, I'm just going to say, personal sacrifice. At okay. All. She, at the end of the year, has to return to Florida. Mm-hmm. She has to, no question. So we have this window of time. And Kevin and, and his girlfriend would have gone back several times, back and forth and seen each other. And I'm like, let's say air, save airfare. Just stay. It's right. fun. You're fun. You laugh at our job. Yes, you know, pretty much. We get to say anything, and you're probably you're you're good with us, you know. Um, 
but uh, we, we do want her to do what she wants to do. At least that's what I'm saying for the record, because that's the right thing to say. Well, I'll say this. She, she has said to me, like, I, I will stay. I would, I would stay as long as you wanted. The problem was because we gave her no notice for this trip, she usually packs heavy, like right. a ton of stuff. But she packed light because I think she just kind of was overwhelmed with the idea that in less than 24 hours, she was going to be on a plane. So she doesn't have a ton of clothes. And the clothes that she does have are more like, well, I'm going to be in this house helping a sick person more often than not. I don't need like my going out having fun clothes, which it's not like we're going out and hit the club every night, but we are the the need shifted fashion-wise for her very quick yeah. upon her arrival. And we've already made one trip to the mall. The last thing you and I want to do is have her spend money arbitrarily when she has a closet full of clothes. No. So the answer is we have her roommate just pack up a bunch of clothes. Which I said that to her. Yeah. And she said, under no circumstances is my roommate ever going to pack up clothes to send out here. A, because that would be too distressing to her to think that I'm quasi moving out for however many months. B, she also hates the post office. Well, go to the, do it at the airport. You can drop it, drop it at the airport. What? Yeah, you can drop a, she should put it in the luggage and she could, she goes to the airport and you just pay for that suitcase to go. That's not real. Uh, that I've done it. Explain it. Well, I mean, I don't know exactly how it works today, but I've done it in years gone by where you go up and you literally buy a ticket. Let's call it 75 bucks, 100 bucks. I don't know what it is. And they put your um, luggage on the airplane, right? And then you pick it up with ID and everything on the other end. Like, you know, the place that holds your luggage, if it comes in at a different time, you go there. Or they, or they call you and they say, come here and get it. What? You can send packages that way. It's fast. Uh, how, how, how have I never heard of this? I, well, because you've never done it. I've done it. You, there's no way that's real. Google it. You, there's no way that... I'll talk about it while you Google the it. The airlines would let somebody not traveling put yeah. luggage on a plane. So it goes through security. They send it through their whole thing. They make sure. But it's like, Kevin, stuff goes on a plane other than just people's luggage. Can checked luggage fly without a passenger? Uh, hold on. Keep, you got to keep talking. So what I used to do is if I had something that had to be somewhere really fast, I would literally, I remember taking packages into it and you go check it in at the airport. And I remember thinking at the time it's expensive, but it's, it's not there tomorrow. It's there like in four hours. Right. And you could do it. Uh, this is the wrong article for that. So I think, Listen, I think there's a way to do it. I think you have to fill out paper, paperwork. I think there's ID, you know, you have to show ID. I think it's very legitimate so that it's safe. I think your stuff all goes through security. The suitcase might be like extra marked so they open it up and look at it or something. Yeah. And then it ends up, you know, that it ends up there that day instead of, you know, four or five days from now through UPS. Sending luggage on a commercial flight. Yeah, there you go. Let's see. I mean, I think you have to get the language right because you want to basically say, I'm not on that flight. Can you ship luggage without being a passenger on an airline? There In you recent go. years, airport security has become increasingly stringent. Uh, airplanes have limited space available for bags and luggage. Even passengers who will be flying on the aircraft are limited. No, 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 no. Most airlines will require you to have a purchase ticket to check any luggage onto an aircraft. 
This can be a very costly method of shipping a piece of luggage if you're not intending to, on traveling to the final destination. Uh, Maybe not. Well, then, hey, listen, I'm happy to give her some money so she can go to the mall. I don't care. I think you can. I think the red tape is large. Large. Yeah, I yeah. think this is possible. I think that you can buy the price of the ticket. Yeah. I think you can send the luggage. Yeah. But I think you have to have a thousand things checked before you can do it because because you're traveling without it right yeah that i feel like if we're still thinking back to the september 11th vibes yeah the last thing any tsa agent or homeland security wants is lots of pieces of luggage just going through normal checkpoints that may or may not have bombs in them what we need to do here's what we need to do we need to have her pack the roommate pack the luggage mm -hmm. okay then we need to find somebody, and we know some people in that neck of the woods where we could grab the luggage. And that person, like, let's just say that that person lived in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. okay? They fly to Philadelphia. Within a very short period of time, I'm going to be in Philadelphia. And then I grab that bag and bring it all the way home. It's super easy. It's super easy. Yeah, and that, like, doesn't feel chaotic or over the top at all. Why? It's just an extra piece of luggage. That's it. And that's just, we're just asking them to travel. And listen, I I'll, I don't check luggage, so I'll check that sucker. If it gets lost, it's not my fault. Yeah, no big deal. Just take a quick trip with luggage that isn't yours to drop it off to a person you've never met in a city you've never been to before. What that's could not go wrong? Weird. No, that's no. totally normal. You know what? Let's just, let, let's just, there are disposable clothes Everywhere on the internet. Let's just order them for her. Oh, like the time that just kind of dissolve? Well, not dissolve, but that you, you know, you wear them a couple times yeah. and go, this was a bad purchase. Uh, so my guess is this. I think she'll stay through this week and through next week. I don't know that we're going to get her into the month of October. Really? I mean, listen, you can work your magic, but I would say if, if I were in her shoes... I think we have finally adjusted. Like my room is small. My room is perfect for one human being. Perfect yeah. for one human being. I told her I would redo the whole room daddy was in. It is less perfect for two people. Yeah. To be fair, if there's any reluctance on her end to be in a bedroom where a man passed away, not more than a few weeks ago. <laughs> not in that bed. Understandable. Not in that bed. There is, I would say there's, there's not a, there's not a bad smell in that room. There's but, not a bad smell. No, but there room. is a smell of... No, dad in that neither, room. There's no. a smell of dad in that room. There's and a smell of Nola in that room. No, there's a smell of dad in that room. Ugh. That room needs to maybe have some <laughs> pumpkin spice spray put into it and maybe brush that smell out. Because I just put yourself into her shoes. If you were in somebody else's home and they said, you can have the bedroom that dad passed away in a few weeks ago. What's your immediate well, response actually, to that? Actually, my suggestion was you go down in that That's bedroom. true. And she stayed. But then I would ha literally have to sleep with Nola. Well, so what? I'm a psychotic sleeper. I literally thrash. I would kick that dog in the face I'm on accident. I'm just going to say that Nola is smaller than your girlfriend. That's true, but my girlfriend doesn't move. <laughs> Nola does. Well, she doesn't move because she's... And Nola comes up to the pillow and puts her nose in my face to suck my air. Your girlfriend doesn't move because she's over in a corner clean. No, she just bed. doesn't move because she doesn't move. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh... So, so yeah, so it's really funny that we were not holding her for ransom. This is definitely, definitely for anybody listening, not a kidnapping thing. Yeah, yeah. But she is at the mercy of us 
Depending on when she gets to leave. We give her car keys. She could go straight to the airport. She definitely has car keys. Like, we give her free reign. The ankle (laughs) monitor helps a lot to determine where she is. Do you have that thing, like, track my girlfriend on your phone? Yeah. Okay. And I've actually set up one of those invisible boundaries around the city of Reno. (laughs) Yep. Remember that Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? If she goes too far, her head explodes? Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) Too bad for her, huh? Yeah. She can't go. I mean, there is freedom within the boundaries Mm. that we've provided her. Okay. And I think that's nice. Okay. So I would say my assumption is she's gonna she's going to ask to leave around the last weekend of September. I mean, if we even think about the price of one more airplane ticket, yeah, that is close. Uh yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know what I paid for her return flight, but probably. Yeah. I mean, we might honestly we have seen uh Flight prices decrease yeah. recently, which is good for us. But still expensive. So what if we just said, hey, we'll take the difference of the price yeah. and go have a shopping spree? Yeah. I think that's, that's generous of kidnappers. That's <laughs> We're going to let you look good. Listen, we never threw a bag over her head. Nope. We didn't do that. That's the best kind of kidnapping where they do it themselves. We let, we let her bring all those Reese's. Candy bars, mm-hmm. the Reese's cups, yeah. peanuts, pieces. Yeah, whatever. I mean Reese's peanut butter cups. Fast break, yeah. whatever they were all called. Outrageous bars, yeah. They're all in the house, yeah. right? You know, It's a great way to instill Stockholm syndrome in anybody. We, we, we let her go out and buy us gluten-free brownies. <laughs> we let her. We give her the opportunity to go do that. We took her to dinner. Yeah, we feed her. We feed her. We even wash her. We even oh let her take God. care of our dogs. Yeah. <laughs> she she gets up before me. Now, granted, she's an earlier riser than me. And I do I feel bad about this? Of course. Am I going to stop this? Probably not. She gets up early before Deb and I, and she feeds the dogs. <laughs> then because she's so nice, she'll bring me coffee oh, while I'm still in this bed. Is so wrong. And and then I'll say, Did, Did you, you feed, feed the dogs? <laughs> Oh, we are horrible human beings. Get you a girlfriend like that. Oh, we are horrible human beings. Actually, Ke- Kevin has just kidnapped a young child. <laughs> yeah. Well, so when I say girlfriend, I mean neighborhood kid who strayed too far from their house and they live in the quote unquote oh, basement now. So funny. You're killing me. You're killing me. Oh, my me. gosh. Well, because we talked about kidnapping small children in the neighborhood, I think that's going to do it for this Thursday's episode of the Deb and Kev podcast. Remember to like, rate, and review wherever you listen to this podcast. And you can follow us on all of our social channels at Deb and Kev Pod. Mom. <laughs> Did you feed the dogs? <laughs> dying (laughs) make sure you clean up their poop oh she cleaned up their poop this morning too oh no we better let her go our old dog our old dog pooped outside of the front door and so before she walked out she cleaned it all up oh no there was a thing on that that we were worried about her did she do on the paper no she pooped out on the landing oh no i know so she cleaned up the poop too she needs to go she should go Mom, happy birthday. I love you you, to death. (laughs) We'll see you guys on Monday. I love you, Kev. Thank you for listening to the Deb and Kev podcast. Remember to like and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Follow Deb and Kev on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter at Deb and Kev pod.